Welcome back to another session. Uh, we are on session three. And uh, last week we looked at how uh, work started with God because he was the first worker. And we saw that from Genesis chapter one, verse one, immediately uh, we opened the Bible verse two. It immediately goes to God created. So God is the first worker. And so as his creation created in his image and likeness, we established that we are called to work. So working hand is part of our Christian assignment. This week, um, We'll be looking at how toiling started after the fall and it's important for us to be able to understand that so that we don't get ourselves uh, in the same trap that um, you know Adam and Eve found themselves in uh, being in disobedience to what God had uh, told them to do and so just learning from the past Hebrews uh, says that all these examples in the Bible they were left there for our example for our learning so that we don't do the same thing that thing did and they kindled the wrath of God against themselves and so by learning history we empower ourselves to be able to make better decisions than the people who came after us let's start with scripture um, when today we'll be looking at the fall of man and what that meant for them what that means for us uh, so in Genesis chapter 3 uh, verse 1 to 7, it's documented how um, man fell. Allow me to read uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 3. Um, and the serpent went to Eve and asked, Can it really be that God has said? He's not asking Eve, What did God tell you? He's saying, Can it really be that God said, has said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Now, when you compare this, um, what, what the enemy presented to Eve, did God really say, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Let's look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17, the first portion, so that we com completely understand what did God tell um, Adam to do in the garden and how is it that the enemy was able to turn that to mean something different and so uh, from there we'll be able to see how can we be able to apply that for ourselves so Genesis chapter 2 verse 16 to 17 the first portion so God said behold this is God speaking to Adam so God said behold I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the entire earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed it shall be good it shall be food for you and then um sorry that's genesis chapter 1 verse 29 and then at genesis chapter 2 verse 16 uh, it says that and the lord god commanded the man saying you may freely unconditionally eat the fruit from every tree of the garden but only from the tree of knowledge uh, of good and evil, you shall not eat. You can be able to see the difference between those uh, instructions. The first one in Genesis 1.29, the first portion, uh, says, I have given you, this is God telling Adam, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the entire surface of the earth. And every tree which has a, a, a fruit uh, yielding seed, it shall be for you for sin. Then he emphasizes again in Genesis chapter 2 verse 16. This is important. And God says that you may freely and conditionally eat, from, uh, eat the fruit from every tree of the garden. 
that is God's uh, instruction to, to the man. And this is what the serpent tells Eve. Can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? When you look at this instruction, um, you can be able to see God is giving them all the trees apart from one. The enemy comes and presents to Eve that it looks like God has said, you cannot eat from any tree. And that becomes our dilemma, um, our, our situation in modern day Christianity, uh, because I have also fallen into that same trap a couple of times, you know, maybe, maybe one, 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 two often time. Um, and this is where the enemy comes and shows you not all the things that God has given you or all the answers to prayers that God has given you or all the assignments and instructions that God has given you apart from one that has not come to pass. He comes and he shows you that you have not received anything. He told Eve that God has told you, you should not, you cannot eat from any tree in the garden. But we know that is not true because that's not what scripture says that God told Adam something different. And so when you think about your life, when I think about my life, how many things are going right in my life? So many. When I look at the achievements that I have made, how much maybe your business is doing, how much your business, uh, your ministry is thriving, how many things are going right in your life? Too many. There's the song, Count Your Blessings, name, one, name them one by one, um, and it will surprise you how much God has done for you. But we only focus on the one. And that's the trick that the enemy used on Eve in the garden. Focus only on um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he goes on, the devil goes on and tells uh, Eve, um, you know, God told you not to eat from this tree because he knows that when you eat it, you're going to live forever. That was already the promise that um, the purpose that God created man. He wanted to commune with man in the Garden of Eden forever. Man already had what the enemy was actually offering. When you look at our lives, so many things that God has already been able to do for us, so many things that um, answers to prayers that God has already given to us. But the enemy comes and shows you the one thing that God has not done for you. And that's where the start of toiling, that's where it started. When we try and reach out for something that God has not given into our provision at this time. And so it means that we will do anything it takes for us to be able to achieve that one thing. We forget all the other things that God has already done for us. We forget all the other assignments, all the other clear instructions that we have. And we reach out for that one thing. And that becomes the trap. That becomes how we fall into temptation. That becomes how we end up toiling. So the question to ask ourselves, at what cost are we going to achieve what we think we deserve or what we call um, goals in the corporate world or business world or entrepreneurship world? We call it ambition. You need to have ambition. You need to be aggressive. How, what will it cost for you to be able to attain what you want to attain? For some people, he's sleeping around, maybe with the bosses or senior people or board members. For others, it's killing other people. For others, 
It's stepping on the toes of your colleagues for you to be able to get where you want. For others, you just kill that heart to be able to care for your employees for you to be able to achieve what you want. At what cost are you going to achieve what it is that you want to achieve? Remember, the promise is already there. God has said that you can eat of every tree. So right now, God is saying, this, uh, this is what I have assigned for you. And, and remember that, and we'll be looking at this in, in a later session, that all of us were created for a purpose. So sometimes we're even reaching out to something that is not in God's will for us, but we must get it. And the enemy focuses your energies on just that one thing that you want to achieve. And sometimes it's because we are looking at the standards in the world. We're looking at our neighbors. We are looking at um, what society defines success to be like. At what cost? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world, wealth, fame, success, but for faith his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? That's the question for us as marketplace um, uh, ministers, as uh, marketplace workers, um, in the corporate world, in the business world, in ministry. What will it um, gain you? To get everything that you want, I like Amplified Bible, uh, says when it says gains the whole world, uh, Amplified amplifies that and talks about wealth, talks about fame, talks about success. That's all what we are looking for. And I like the Amplified Bible. Um, it you know amplifies that what whole world, and it talks about wealth, talks about fame, talks about success. What will it cost us? To gain those things but it goes on to say that you can get all those things but you forfeit your soul so at the end of this uh, session what I would want us to ask ourselves is do we understand God's will for us what is it that has been made um, a location that has been made for me specifically not for my neighbor remember when Jesus gave uh, the parable of the master who um, had servants and gave the talents one was given five, one was given two, one was given one. All these people, they were given according to what the master found fit uh, for them, uh, based on capability, based on his own evaluation. He's the owner of the talent, so he knows what he wants to give each of those servants. So if I am the one who's been given two, and I want to run my race as the person who's been given five, then I will have a problem because I did not start with five. When the master came back and uh, these servants, they gave, um, they came to report back um, about what they, how they had used their talent. The one who had five gave back ten. The one who had two gave back four. All this, mathematically speaking, it's a hundred percent. The one for five did a hundred percent with the talent and and got ten. The one with four gave a hundred percent with his talent and he got uh, the one with two did a hundred percent with his talent and gave back four. The problem with the one with one is that he did not do anything. So I cannot run my race as my neighbor who has two or my neighbor who has five. I just need to understand what are God's specific instructions and you can 
and you can see how specific God was with Adam and with the instructions that he gave him in the garden until the enemy came and uh, wiped that up and trying to show Adam how he can reach out and be able to get that eternal life which is something that was not necessary for him because God had already put him in the garden to be able to commune with God. After the fall, we see God coming in the cool of day. He was coming to fellowship with Adam and with Eve and he found that they had hidden because they felt that they were naked and he knew that they had eaten from uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We can clearly see that the curse to toil came from the fall uh, let's look at that um, God sent to the woman uh, so the man the woman and um, the serpent they all got a curse uh, God sent to the woman I shall sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you and then to the man he said since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grain. By the sweat of your brow you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you are made from dust and to dust you return. This is Genesis chapter 3, verse 16 to 19, reading from the New Living uh, Translation. From that cast now, we see the thorns and the thistles have been introduced. They were not there uh, when God uh, made the garden in the first place. But now man has to toil in labor to be able to eat. That is our life today where we have to work so hard to provide for our families. We have to work so hard to either pay the mortgage or to pay rent. We have to work so hard to put food on the table. We have to work so hard to send our children to the schools we uh, prefer. We have to work hard to dress the way uh, we feel we are comfortable. We have to work so hard for everything. The ground was cast, the thorns and the thistles were introduced at this point. However, this is not what God intended.